0: Be out in Victoria well we're here to go to one of your favorite restaurants which is restaurant M one of London's premier steakhouses to talk to the founder Martin Williams who really put the hashtag into dog friendly before hashtags existed I'm Anna Webb welcome to a dog's life Martin Welcome to A Dog's Life, and what a pleasure it is to be down at M.
1: Welcome to you. It's a pleasure to have you uh, in our not only amazing restaurant, but dog-friendly
0: restaurant. Yes, and what I love about M is that you've been dog-friendly before the hashtag dog-friendly was invented.
1: This is very true. I mean, um, we started doing, so as well as M, I look after gaucho restaurants, and uh, we started doing dog events at gaucho. Uh, back in 2012, and we decided we would do something called Doggy Wednesday at uh, Gaucho Richmond. But at that point it was so taboo to have dogs in restaurants, so actually we we, we decided we would do it on the terrace, Uh, so we've got this beautiful Riverside Terrace there. Um, unfortunately, Doggy Wednesday didn't last very long because it rained every Wednesday during summer that year. <laughs> um, but then we created Doggy Sunday up in Hampstead and started a monthly event there that celebrated dogs. The dogs went into the restaurant and we, we were theming them with fashion shows and various other bit doga, um, doggy yoga, and various uh, events. Um, and that went very well. So then when I created M and opened up M, it was very much that, um, we would have heightened hospitality and in the spirit of hospitality you you could bring in your children you can bring in whoever you want but also your other family member which is your dog um, so as a basic principle since inception which was eight years ago um, m has been 100 percent dog friendly and um, and then you go above and beyond that and you say okay well yeah what else did we do and m was um, very much a lot of marketing strategy was around creating events and welcoming dogs and creating six leg menus and uh, doing Saturday brunches for dogs, but also doing monthly events, which were even bigger and more spectacular than what I'd done at Gaucho. So we've had, a, we've had an array of events from pool parties, puppy pool parties, Easter egg hunts. Um, yeah, we've done fashion shows, speed dating, um, we did a well, dog show last speed week. Speed
0: dating, what, for the dogs or yes. for people? The,
1: well, no, but for the dogs, doggy speed dating. It's quite, we got a love match the last time two pugs started humping each other. So it was, a, it was an absolute win. Um, well, I'm not sure whether they wanted puppies or not, but they were, uh, it, it almost went too well. Um, so, so, yes, it's been probably about a decade of uh, enjoying and celebrating dogs in restaurants and you know if ultimately you're passionate about hospitality that that should extend to canines.
0: Oh it's just so inspiring because there's still restaurants out here Martin that will say no 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 you can't bring a dog into a restaurant. Now that's technically not the case is it legally? No it's
1: not true at all so yeah people will say that oh no um, it's illegal or environmental health don't allow it it's some nonsense I mean you don't you can't let dogs into kitchens. Um, it just wouldn't make any sense, but you wouldn't let children into kitchens or elephants into kitchens either. No. So, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that dogs are, dogs are perfectly allowed in public spaces. And actually, when you look at how clean they are and you know, the dogs that come to the restaurants are generally quite pampered pooches, um, they're, they're all very clean and, and actually, you know, they create a lot less mess than some of our more gregarious customers.
0: <laughs> yes, particularly after a few wines, Exactly, that's a wonderful thing, dogs stay so. Well, we have
1: done, we have done Porsecco, I never tried it myself, but um, we gave all the dogs a bowl of Porsecco, which poured it into their bowls a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not sure how alcoholic, if at all, it was, but it, it probably wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, no, you can't give dogs alcohol. Uh, I know that brand. It's a great idea, but it's for right. vitamins yeah. and herbs that really right, okay, gave cool. them a bit of a zing, you know, mm. and a bit of energy. But... We've
1: done ice creams as well. But yeah, mm. I think it, yeah, there's, a, there's a balance of the madness and how much uh, food and drink you give your dogs, but, uh, but certainly they're, they're very welcome
0: but it's just getting into all the spirit. You know, you've just mentioned all of that doggy ice cream and that didn't exist when I brought my Mm. first dog into my life in 2002, where the whole landscape was so barren for dogs. So, you know, I had one pub that allowed Molly in. So obviously we were regulars, you (laughs) know? But but it was, yeah. yeah. And then there was this shift and I think it was very brave of you to do that. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. it doesn't really matter to me but you know certainly a lot of restaurants hotels jumping on the bandwagon and becoming dog friendly and actually it's a good thing so it's fine um, but you know there are still plenty of restaurants you know, I went to the Ivy the other day and was told no sit outside um, but we're not serving outside so yeah, there's, there's plenty or uh, many of our competitors wouldn't accept dogs um, and to me, it's unfathomable, but they're missing a the trick. So actually, the dog-friendly community come to Em and Gaucho because we love them. So yeah. we actually, we were just in private member's lounge in Em earlier, and you know, we even have dog beds in the restaurants. So um, we go above being friendly, where an, there must be another word. It's like embracing, dog embracing, yeah. hashtag dog embracing.
0: I mean, cynics might say, Martin, you know, you're just tapping into this booming economy called the Hound Pound. <laughs>
1: there's certainly a lot more dogs around. I live on Wandsworth Common and um, and the amount of puppies that suddenly popped up in lockdown. So, and we work with, uh, we're good friends with a brand called Waggett. Do, you know, do you know Nadia yes, at Nadia? Yes, I do.
0: Oh. I do know Waggett very well. In fact, I've recorded a podcast with Nadia.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Nadia used to work at Open Table and, and I actually invested in Waggett. Um, and um, just love the idea of dogs being able to, or, or for people, dog owners, to be able to find a place which celebrates dogs rather than rejects them. There's still plenty of gaps in the market. You know, taxis are still a nightmare. Um, and you know, there's also plenty of restaurants where, hotels even, dog friendly hotels are annoying because they say they're dog friendly and then you can't go in the restaurants or you know, you're know you sat in a, a lobby area um, with your dog. So there's a long way to go with it, but ultimately I think, You know, the people who genuinely love hospitality, love going above and beyond for their guests, um, whether they're two legged or four legged.
0: It's okay. That's my
1: dog squeaking. Um,
0: So, this is Wilbur. This is Wilbur.
1: He's a three-year-old Labradoodle.
0: He's very small for a Labradoodle, Martin. Yes, we
1: often wonder about his legitimacy, <laughs> but we don't say that to him without no, covering He's probably a ears. miniature
0: poodle, yes. crossed, you know, rather yes. than a standard. We saw his
1: mum, who was a beautiful, um, big, she was pregnant, well, she was just, just finished being pregnant, um, beautiful, big, black Labrador. So there's one big dog in him, but he doesn't seem to have taken those genes or the DNA from
0: I think he's a super size though
1: really, for London. I think that's my wife agrees yeah. our, our previous Labradoodle had some was a standard poodle with a labrador and was twice the size and um, but he was almost like a superstar wandering around the streets like a big bear, but he 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 also was a lot more pulley than than Wilbur and um, a lot a lot harder to handle, so yeah. Wilbur's, Wilbur's a perfect, he's like a giant lap dog. He thinks he's a lap dog, but he's too big for that, but he's, he's great.
0: He's great, is he, is he genuinely hypoallergenic?
1: Yep, yep, yep. He's hypoallergenic, doesn't really shed. Um, just had a haircut, so he's not so curly, but loves coming out. I actually put a tie on him. So whenever we come into town, he wears a tie. So if I ever go into my tie cupboard, he starts running around in circles with joy of, like, I'm know, going to work. He... I wish all of my employees were so excited to come to work. <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing around the, the room. It I love his sweet. tie.
0: So, you know, I'm honoured he's wearing his tie, oh, you know. Okay. But um, do you ever get any complaints from people? You know, any, um, you know, people that suddenly come in and they see a bit of dog hair on the chair going, oh, no, I'm going to have anaphylactic shock. I'm allergic <laughs> to dogs. You you have
1: to be sensible. So, I mean, in the same way that... We try and avoid dogs sitting on the furniture, and if they do, we suggest that they have a blanket underneath them. But they, you know, people come to restaurants for different reasons. Some some people will come because they want to feed their children. Some people will come for a hindu. Culturally, there are cultures which are scared of dogs, so you have to you have to be sensible with your um, in in any way. Um, you know, forgetting dogs, you don't put a group of young ladies next to um, you know, businessmen if they're gonna be shouting and doing a hendo, You don't put a group of young guys who are out for a you know, pre-match meal and are getting boisterous next to a couple on a date. So you have to be sensible with how you seat people and you know, the structure of your restaurant and understanding everybody comes for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a level of respect and appreciation for all guests, um, including those who have dogs. Um, and I think if you cross those lines and you, you know, you're clumsy with how you seat people and you know, how you run your restaurant and the, and the shift, you might get complaints. Um, but the sort of preconceived idea that dogs are dirty or you know, they're going to foul in a restaurant just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, no, I know. And what you're doing is a massive service for pet parents, you mm. know, by offering events for people like myself to go to. Sure. That's how you can train your dog and yeah. that's how you get dogs used to. Well, it's to. very true. You know, and it's actually, a self-fulfilling thing.
1: To be honest with you, the, the behaviour of dogs and dog owners was better pre-lockdown. You've now got a, a new dog owners mm. whose dogs weren't socialised in restaurants because of lockdown. So they're discovering it for the first time but a bit late so they're a bit scared or they're a bit noisy so actually like it, it is a i mean it, we're talking minuti but it's a bit trickier now than it has been historically
0: that is interesting no i know i do but
1: actually i think those people are probably more respectful of the restaurant as well like, hmm. so
0: Yeah, and it it highlights the fact that training dogs is so important and how important socialisation really is, you know. So everybody wants to be able to take their dog to a restaurant, you know, here or Gaucho or Mm. their local pub. But that takes a bit of work before you can do it seamlessly. And some dogs are better at it naturally than others.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's surprising, you know, when you have... We've got uh, friends who have got lots of rescue dogs, they've had various rescue dogs. And they either tend to be scared of people or dogs, right? So then they act uh, act up in front of people or dogs. So I think there are certain owners who go, "This isn't going to work for me." But generally, um, most dog lovers, um, it, it works incredibly well. And and what happens is, if you get a certain amount of dogs in a restaurant, they all become, they almost go into a pet pack mentality and become very docile. And once they're relaxed, like the guests are relaxed the staff are relaxed it works very well
0: and it's mental enrichment Um, I remember when I was here for your great M dog show so I was honored to judge it actually the other week it wasn't long ago and I had to do a piece on talk TV name dropping here and everything and I was talking about if feeding dogs being vegan is really not a very good idea. And I started the interview saying, you know, the dogs here today are blessed Mm -hmm. because I'm in one of London's most premier steakhouses. So how lucky are these dogs? This is true. Which segues, you know, a bit to this world we're living in, Martin, do you ever get any ag, as it were, for um, serving a lot of meat?
1: Um, No, so we do a six leg menu uh, where you dine with your dog, and that's a Saturday brunch thing. And, um, and actually I think it is an enriching experience to dine with your dog. So when you have a chicken liver salad, they'll have chicken hearts that are dehydrated. When you eat a steak, they have a steak on, or they have a, not a range of options But um, chicken and fish, and or steak on rice. So yeah, it's a, the fact that your dog is dining with you is actually quite a lovely thing. Um, I think from a from a sort of enrichment perspective and it being a wonderful thing to see dogs in restaurants, my favorite of them we ever did. We did. There was, a, there was a situation where there was a pizza restaurant group, uh, I forget the name, I won't tell you the name, um, who refused a blind man with his dog. And, and I was like appalled by this. So on behalf of restaurants, I was like, I need to get this guy into, um, into M. So we bought him and his friends dinner and the dogs came and ate and it was wonderful. Um, but then we decided, so he, he, he actually works for, uh, guide dogs for the blind. Um, and, um, let just, just remembering the dog's name. I think the dog the dog's called Chad, uh, and he's Dave. And, um, and, um, we started talking and we decided to do a big event. So we did a Christmas party for guide dogs. So we had 80 dogs, and 100 adults in the main dining room. And it was the most like, life-enriching event. Like, I, I almost want to cry thinking about it. So I arrived at Victoria Station and, um, and there was all these blind people with their dogs. And they're so excited to go to a restaurant with their dog. And then I arrived and there these 100 dogs. But they were all like so wonderfully behaved, so docile. And the happiness these guests had, one, meeting a community of themselves, um, but also just feeling welcome and embraced and their dogs feeling treated like it was a treat for the dogs. Um, and, and it was lovely because like, the dogs are really interesting. When they're on the harness, they're working. Once they take them off and put them on the lead, and they know they can play. So some of them were playing uh, and they, we had training dogs which were gonna make it or not gonna make it. So you had puppies, you had retired guide dogs and you had working guide dogs. But it was a truly like very, very special event. And to be able to do something like that, it's like you're almost creating a legacy and that's, that's what you wanna do when you're, when you're in hospitality.
0: Oh, that is so amazing. Yeah, and I imagine people special. will still be talking about that. Yeah. You know, and yeah,
1: unfortunately we have then had lockdown, so we do need to pick it back up again because I, I would love to make it an annual event.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of an image of, perhaps they have the, um, the big golden retriever display team, okay. where they have, I don't know, about 50 golden retrievers, or a bit like synchronized swimming, and it's this wonderful obedience display, particularly when you see it from above. And I get, just got an image of that going on, yeah. you know, in your main dining room, which yeah. is huge, isn't it, Martin? Yeah, it's a great space. Really usually is. We,
1: usually the capacity is 160 people, but I think we've got, we got about 180 dogs and humans, so yeah, it was it was full. It a full house, um, but a but a lovely treat. And I, and I think you know whether it's guide dogs or normal dogs, uh, and normal owners, um, you appreciate the experience equally.
0: Yeah, I mean it, there is that um, science of altruism, um, yeah. which you know I've been reading about lately, and right. you know you give giving out sure. is beneficial for you. You know, it, it, it helps stop tumors. <laughs>
1: sure. I created Emma in 2014 and left, left Gaucho at the time. And um, it was six, six, six years, seven years of um, the hardest sort of personal journey I've ever gone through. So um, as a career, leaving paid employment and becoming an entrepreneur, going through Brexit, risking my home, my friends' and family's money. Um, each day was like equal measures of joy and pain. And, we kind of photo
0: with That's my, my producer. Um,
1: that Wilfer, oh. <laughs> So it was an incredibly testing time for me, but every day I walked my dog for an hour in the morning, Hudson at the time, and, um, and it was like therapy. Like it, was the, it was meditative, um, and that was why when he passed away it was actually so painful because he'd gone through that journey, that life journey with me and my wife, um, of having such a, you know, personally and career-wise, such a hard, Time and thankfully, M became a great success. But there were many years where I was I was very concerned about whether we would succeed or fail, and you know the 150 jobs um, that we were funding. So, um, so it was a tough, a tough, a tough time. But to have a dog along that journey with you was like having a therapist
0: absolutely well i couldn't agree more you know we were the lucky ones um really were and i think and that's why so many other people if you like jumped on the bandwagon i think they saw us out walking thinking gosh we've never actually (laughs) been to a park before right so you've got to have a dog i always
1: find it's quite odd when people go walking i mean we we're we're lucky we walk in wimbledon and richmond if somebody's going for a walk without a dog i'm like Quite suspicious.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, no. You, I mean, someone like that could never say good morning. Exactly. Whereas, you when walking? you've got a, a dog with you, you just wave good morning. Exactly. So during lockdown, you could, from afar, wave yeah. to people and see exactly. your familiar faces. That's true. But Hudson, you know, dogs are chapters, aren't they, Martin, yeah, yeah, in true, our yeah. lives? Yeah. In our lives, I do believe in energetic connections. Yeah. Um, and he will be so proud.
1: Well, he's got a legacy. He's, uh, we have rooms named after him, the members uh, have a key room which has got his face on it. So, um, yeah, we have a private dining room called the Hudson Room which is used very regularly and um, yeah, his, his spirit continues with us. We've got a bit of art around with him on it as well in the restaurants and at home.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Has Robert Clark ever done a portrait? Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I came to that right. event. Okay, cause, yeah. Yeah, because Robert, oh, yeah, he did a portrait of Molly, my first Bull Terrier, mm. one of his first, um, sort of uh, circa 2010, I think, which I treasure. Right. You know, and those things become so important yeah. to you. I forbid anything happened to that, sure. you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, He's such a lovely guy. It's a shame, yeah. well, it's good in a way he's in New York, because yeah. there's always somebody to go and visit. But um <laughs> be better if he were in London.
1: Yeah, no, he he was over here he did, and yeah, he did an event. Yep.
0: And that was good so fun. So we
1: have his portrait.
0: And Wilbur, you know, um, he'll be, I'm sure, attending many events to come.
1: Exactly. He's not quite as good, gregarious as Hudson was, but he, but he does love the restaurants, as I say. <laughs>
0: Not surprised. I mean, the aroma when you walk in. I think any full-blooded dog, <laughs> you know, will go. Really vegetarian? <laughs> I don't think so. Exactly. You know,
1: certainly for the day. No. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? to just think how dogs are such individuals. You know, you said Hudson was more sure. gregarious than Wilbur, and that's something. You know, I think everyone yeah. sees when they take on another. You want the next dog to be
1: sure. Well, we've, we've certainly had a lot of dog individuals uh, and their personalities jumps out. So remember, we once did a dance-off and uh, there was a, a rather large lady with a full, full bosom decided that she was going to do the dancing, not the dog, uh, but put her toy Maltese poodle oh on, no. her, on top of her breast. She did. And, and the dog's trampolining off the breast <laughs> um, as part of a dance-off. We let her win. You know, that nobody else could compete with that. Um, we then, we also had an event with uh, where it was a fancy dress event and and again a poodle it seems to be poodles have the bad name um, came as Madonna um, in her Vogue era so she had the circular circular conical um, bra on arrived in a Porsche with Like a Prayer blaring out jumped out before she came in had a pee on the plant pots outside jumped back in a Porsche and came down it was, this was like. A Porsche that you would die for as a child, like a um, remote control thing. Um, and, then, and then went to a seat, jumped up on the seat and had a lovely time. It, yeah, so you see everything with dogs, uh, whether they're w- more working-led or whether they're truly uh, you know, fun party princesses.
0: Yeah, but they're companions. And, it, exactly. and I think so long as the dog loves being dressed exactly. like Madonna. Madonna and, <laughs> but she did, she did,
1: know. yes. She was almost singing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and driving her Porsche. Exactly. As long as she didn't drive her own owner home, then that was all right. No, it's absolutely brilliant. Well, Martin, thank you. You know, it's inspiring. So everyone listening really must come down to M Restaurant and keep an eye out for dog-friendly events coming up now and going to make the most of life out of this pandemic.
1: Exactly. We've got... um... Wimbledog happening at the moment in one of our restaurants in Twickenham. So yeah, there's always events going on, uh, regardless of the time of year.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, I look forward to being involved with another one. Fantastic, Brilliant.
1: lovely
0: Thank- to meet you. Thank you, Martin. That's our show Mr Binks, what did you think? Yes, it was fun meeting Wilbur the Labradoodle, and what's that? You're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> well, it is interesting to set the record straight that there really is no regulation to stop dogs coming into restaurants. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks, of course, to Martin Williams for joining us today, and all the links are in our show notes. Thanks of course to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Web Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? That way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.